Hello, happy Friday. It's a little bit late on this on my end, but I'm hoping to get this plus hard out um, in the next 25 minutes. <laughs> so I can still say that I did it on Friday. Um, hi, my name's Matt. It's number 18. We're getting up there. Um, I think it's like 26 or something like that, where it'll be like a full year's worth of content every two weeks. But the cool thing is, is that I will be hopefully doing more plus hearts, um, or at least writing more once a week, um, instead of once every two weeks so that's kind of cool uh yeah this week it's called plus hard issue 18 have you earned your empathy it's a bit too easy to go after people doing tiktoks or sorry people or it's a bit too easy let me let me restart jesus christ it's a bit too easy to go after people on tiktok doing things i find distasteful it's kind of like shooting a fish in a barrel because you're more likely to find people who agree with you and then snowball that kind of content from there However, this week is a bit different. I saw a tweet criticizing a medical professional for making a melodramatic TikTok about losing a patient. However, or obviously, it was posed it was a posed breakdown to inspire the emotional sympathy of their audience, but also to signal their own morality. Um, the reaction from people seems to make sense. The act seems hollow and narcissistic, but it's also uh, grossly unethical. I'm going to say while it's also while it also is grossly unethical. So basically, it's it's like a TikTok where it's like a, a nurse that is going like, lost a patient today, still got to work like five hours, shake it off, you know, just basically leaning against the wall and like looking like they're having like a emotional breakdown kind of thing. Even though the patient's identity is hidden, there's still this feeling that they were used for content. There's that moment of realizing that the content creator needed to set up the shot, or worse, have someone record her, start the video recording, take her place leaning against the wall, and then act out an emotional breakdown or reaction for TikTok likes. I've talked at length about the importance of authenticity when it comes to content, and that's what ended up inspiring this issue. It isn't so much the shitting on of this kind of behavior, because yeah, it's abhorrent, and but that's a bit too easy. Um... I have to change that around a little bit. Um, yeah, it's abhorrent because that's a bit too easy. I wanted to explore how content creators dig their own grave when it comes to losing the sympathy or empathy of their audience. I need to... I keep using, like, backslashes instead of, like, or. You know? I need to start, like, using, like, or instead of backslashes. Anyways, uh, simply, content creation is based off of shared experiences that the audience don't have. This extends to almost every niche and operation. Mommy bloggers buy toys and review them so other moms don't have to. Foodies post new recipe videos and Twitch streams, esports or not, are either playing games, and you put streamers, not stream streams, are either playing games in a way that the audience might not, or um, traveling to places that their audiences can't. All these things involve a level of vicarious living and enabling the audience to experience things without spending their own money. From an audience, from the audience's perspective, though, um, their attention is the price of admission. Their view on a Google Analytics sheet generates income, which then enables the lifestyle that their creator is enjoying. Whether they know this consciously or not remains to be seen, but it creates a weird dynamic. I don't want to call it entitlement because that seems to have a lot of loaded connotations, but it wears down the empathy people may have based on the perception of the creator in, qu in question. For instance, an esports pro who uh, flashes a lot of cash might have a harder time venting about something legitimately stressful or painful in their life. Because their money is more visible, and to many other people, um, money means a less stressful life, it can breed resentment in an audience. It seems very cruel to say, like, what are your problems? You're rich. 
but the dynamic is very present in the typical celebrity culture with Hollywood mainstream musicians and the more informal internet-based culture um, creators like, sorry, give me a second. But the dynamic is very present in typical celebrity culture like Hollywood mainstream musicians and the more informal internet-based culture um, like influencers, streamers, YouTubers, VTubers, visual artists. To be successful is to have an experience to show and leverage for your audience, but to be successful also means managing the perception of how that success has influenced you. It's the typical selling out equals bad rule set, but it feels like it takes a different life when the metagame of social media and what I tend to recommend to people is authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. I very much accepted that brands and influencers are in an arms race, uh, arms race to synthesize realness and to construct more real than real experiences for their audiences. However, I struggled with the thought of the uh, the thought experiment of do people suddenly not deserve empathy as humans because they're successful? What struck me about the nurse example wasn't that the person was in the wrong because, well, personally, I think they are. But if a person that isn't a content creator still plays by the same set of rules. I talked to a couple of friends of mine who work in the medical field, and it seems to be a consistent thing to say that stoicism is built into their job, either just the expectations or rolled into their increased pay. Ideally, you aren't bringing the type of personal branding of social media into your workplace, and you sure as hell aren't using patience for your own gain. The idea, though, was me sitting and thinking about a nurse who wasn't a nurse fluencer, um, suddenly losing their ability to be very real about their stress on social media. In a way, social is built for that, and it felt very unfair. That flowchart of are you in the game or not, and leading to, you know, okay, I have no empathy for you, seems very flawed. There's just so many variables and personal tastes involved, especially since the judgment of what is authentic is subjective from person to person. I'm more just bringing up the, this topic, I'm more just bringing this topic to attention because it's, it seems especially obvious in the case when it goes too far. The melodrama, the narcissism, and the obvious exploitation, the this doesn't feel genuine feeling. Through it, we can almost use it to mark, like as a mark on a scale. But if a prospective creator or a public figure is making content, are they able to understand where they are on the scale? Unfortunately, this kind of meticulous manicuring of a public persona and just being likable enough uh, to be able to inspire support and empathy likely comes with so much baggage that it'll end up defeating the purpose. Um, I need to like change this a little bit. Uh, creator will end up trying so hard to craft something that they'll come off as inauthentic. Maybe the answer is more about taking a careful step back and considering what a lot of people probably ask themselves seeing this TikTok. Who thought that was a good idea? Being able to take a critical look at yourself and say, does this make me look like an asshole is a very difficult thing because it requires balance and self-awareness. Without balance, you end up considering that maybe everything makes you look like a jerk. And without self-awareness, you lack the confidence to know that you can either get support from other sources besides your audience or it's all part of the game. In an ideal world, a creator has enough of a support network outside of their audience that real-world stressors can be dealt with in a healthy way. For others, they will be confident enough to know that despite a negative perception or public backlash, they are still making um, it profit enough to make it worth it. I guess I'm mostly seeing more creators, especially with the Twitter and art space, not having those healthy boundaries and experiencing massive disappointment when the disconnect of an audience perception, you're so successful, um, versus reality, I can't afford rent, smacks them in the face. I worry for these people, especially if they're looking for that audience to fill a void in their life. So yeah, I actually like this one a lot. It took me a little bit to write. I, as you can tell, it's a little late, but um, 
I think I need to add in a line or two that just basically says like, yeah, there are some creators who just like don't give a shit about how what their audience perception is and the experiences that they're providing and the value is so high that it overrides that kind of like personal connection. I literally just need to put that sentence there. Um, but yeah, I for the housekeeping section of the newsletter, I'm going to be, like I said, upping my content schedule, going to be going to two streams a week and a plus art every week or at least some piece of writing. Um, your support on Patreon, if you want to check me out on patreon.com slash Matt Demers or on Substack, substack.com or plusheart.substack.com slash subscribe um, is very helpful and appreciated. If you're listening to this, you already support me. So thank you. If you're on Twitch, consider tossing me a follow at twitch.tv slash Matt Demers, or you can just go to watch.onemoremat.com and that'll take me, take you rather to my stream. Um, I also spent a lot of time revamping my .com, so mattdemers.com this week. Um, and I'm hoping to do more work there soon. So thanks for reading. I will be back in hopefully next week, maybe in two. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I want to do a plus heart every week or just try to do something to like write something a week. So I will see you guys next time in issue number 19. Goodbye for now.